White Sox, White Sox, go, 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 go. Call your sons, call your daughters. Holy cow. You can't put it on the board. Yes. Yes. It's a perfect game. Right after, grand slam. A White Sox winner and a world championship. Jimenez, he's your hero tonight. Thanks, Cubs. The dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know. Come with me to Southside of Chicago. Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox Podcast with Tanny and Herb. Hello, and welcome back to Locked On Sox. My name is Herb Lawrence. You can follow me on Twitter. It is at Ecknerwall23. Chris Tannehill is at Chris Tannehill, and our show is at Locked On Sox on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. If you want to leave us a voice message, it is 312-566-8727, 312-566-8727, or old school is locked on socks at gmail.com. It's good seeing most of you guys at Pittsburgh. Thank you for all the love you've shown. We didn't have any game to talk about for, what, a couple days. The White Sox won the last one on Well, Wednesday. yeah, let's make it official, huh? White Sox win. Print the banner. Line up the parade. Michigan Avenue <laughs> on the Studge Turkle Bridge Division Street. Time. Let's go. That's right, friends. It's a post-game show a for a game that ended 30 hours ago by the time you hear it. So we're going to break down every inch of this game that ended 30 hours ago. No. So how you doing, Chris? <laughs> I just saw you, and I saw you yeah, for we were, the last couple days. We were together a lot, and we didn't fight. Uh, we didn't say, I don't think, two words to each other in the car on the way back just because we're dudes and we're, we're comfortable just sitting in silence, in silence with the, yes. the comfort of a podcast um and uh yeah so thank you for uh for doing half of the 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 driving that was that was much appreciated uh herb's a good man in that regard but uh let, let's talk about this trip huh mm-hmm. uh this is gonna feel you may feel left out if you were not at this trip because i like you said in the open there I felt like most of our listeners, and I, in my mind, I think we have like ten listeners. It's clearly, you know, not that that few of, group of people, but I feel like all of our listeners, except our guy Zach Byrne, who did hit us up in uh, in the email, but I felt like most of the core audience was there. At least you guys made it feel that way, and just yeah. the the love was so real, man. During this trip, I, you know, I don't know where to begin, but when you talk about this, uh, the love being uh, real, uh, Mary J, um, this is the type of stuff. Uh, that came in, uh, you know, even before we even got comfortable there on night one. Hey, Danny, hey, Herb, it's Dan from Palatine, and I'm just calling to beg you to stop going to Pittsburgh. Thanks. Bye. So, yeah, the the love just kept pouring in uh, all night long from you guys. Yeah, this is Joey McEwing. I want to tell you guys to never freaking come to a Sox game in Pittsburgh again. If I see you guys in Pittsburgh ever again when we're going to play them, I'm going to get you guys out of the hell out of town. Goodbye. Yeah, so Joe McEwing weighing in. So we have Super Joe. <laughs> yeah, good to hear from you. A long time no hear from. So we have Jake Lamb. Uh, we refresh my with Joe McEwing there. Um, we have. Uh, I don't think Frank Menachino is officially called. Uh, so we have. We had a Liam Hendricks, right? <laughs> oh, uh, absolutely. Yeah, Moniker and Rachel called. Uh, but yeah, the the love was so real out in Pittsburgh, man. And I'm just I'm still just you know just feeling really good about it, man. You talk about just a, a calendar year plus. 
of not experiencing, you know, go on a trip here and there, experience, live your life, be outside, enjoy nature, all that good stuff, go on trips with your family. But you talk about reconnecting with with some strangers, some people that you hadn't seen in a long time, in nearly two years, in some cases three, and some of the folks that we ran into. Uh, it's just an amazing trip, uh, at least from my perspective, and, I, and I'm sure you would agree. But it just it was just so awesome to see everybody, and the, the support and love for for the podcast is just unreal, man. Like, that's all I can. That's the best way I can put it. Just unreal. And I am for one, I'm so grateful uh, at the response and just getting to meet a lot of you guys. And I'm so bad with names. Uh, a lot of bad info out there. Some people said, "Oh, it's good to see Tanny drunk." Uh, I was not drunk. <laughs> um, I'm just, you know, maybe like it took me a few beverages to get at a baseline level of human interaction because I'm kind of a quiet dude, uh, unless uh, you know I'm with a group of friends that are really close. But uh, for the most part, I'm just like pretty chill. So if I if if I if I seem drunk, it's probably because I was acting like a human being. But it was just an awesome time, man. Yeah, everybody was out. It was a a nice White Sox family out there. Alyssa Bergamini, who's the host for White Sox games. If you go to a game, go to Friday night's game. You're gonna enjoy her being the in in a stadium host. We had uh, Janice from Northside Pod, Northside White Sox Pod, with my guy Sam Sherman. He didn't show up. Big Another, mistake. Big mistake. Come on, Sam, show up. Another podcast member with another two podcast members without their second podcast uh, host, uh, Nick from good guys talk back was there. Pat Patrick was not there. Yeah. Was this like a divorced podcast weekend? Like all the podcasts that have two people only had one except for us, of course, but yeah, yeah. It's drunk, like, drunk socks fan. Steve was there yeah. from um, sons of Harnarchy. Hot take Tommy. Where you at? Yeah. Come on now. What's the deal? Man? I mean, at least the, you know people are out there doing the things, you know, busting balls and such. But yeah, I got Ben Rosen and his people were out there. Oh, yeah. My guy Joe Lamondi from uh, Cookie Spin was out there. Got to meet those can socks. Uh, Ball and Kraut and his whole family. Thank you for taking that picture. Those can socks for us at the end there. We tried to, uh, we went up to the upper deck on Wednesday and we'll, we'll fill in the, the pieces here. But I, while we're on the topic of, uh, of our guy, we tried to get an usher to take our picture in the upper deck of PNC because it was a picturesque day, the day game. And it's just an awesome view. And as I speculated uh, before we even went on the trip, I remember in passing, I said, man, it would be maybe even wise to catch a game from the upper deck up there. And he was raving about the view, and then we saw it when we got up there, and it was just awesome. So thank you for taking that picture, which you still have to send me, by the way, so I can make uh, my... It's not me. It was Brendan's phone. Brendan's phone. Mm, we yeah. have, have some words with that young man. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it was it was great seeing him, and that view up there was just unreal. But yeah, sorry. Uh, there's so so many people that we saw out there. Uh, just great people. Yeah, absolutely. Just awesome. I mean, I, I'm... To say they were there for us was is be a little far. I know you didn't say that, but just White Sox fans, like I know some might have came because of the recommendations. They we said given so. In the past. Yeah, a couple people yeah. tweeted us and said they made the trip because we were raving about it so much, and which is really just unreal to think that someone would like you know uh, you know take our word for something. Some, I hope it lived up. No, yeah, I think I think they did say it did live up and that that's just amazing that you 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 talking to these microphones and you try to give people good advice and I, like I thought it was a, a much more than manageable doable trip and to see people say we did this cuz you guys recommended it like that means it's a whole lot of trust from you guys and it, it reminds us that people are listening on occasion and you know we are sometimes uh, responsible for the actions of others but I'm so glad that 
those people took us up on that advice. I wish they could have came away with both games, uh, but it was not the case. But yeah, that that's unreal, man, that people did that because of us. Rick Hahn, who was a big time <laughs> yeah, listener, Rick Hahn, he was there. Well, he was there, um, and uh, I don't know who was the first one to spot him. I think it was BMAC who spotted him. We were sitting not too far uh, from from Rick Hahn. We we got a a great. Uh, three pack of tickets for both games. Um, I, I don't want to blow up his spot, but uh, one, one of my guys in Pittsburgh, because um, I don't want people hitting up this guy for tickets. Um, but it, he was he gave us great seats, and then we 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 peek over, and Brendan spots uh, White Sox general manager uh, Rick Hahn, and uh, I said, "Hey, Rick, man, what's up, man? How you doing?" He goes, "Ask me after the parade." Uh, that was really weird of him to say that. Um, but uh, you know, he, he he spotted him there, and we just kind of sat and observed. I was like, "Oh, that, that's cool. Rick Hahn is uh, out with." the people tonight and then uh for for like two and a half innings i was i was like sort of going back and forth like with you and and b mac i was like man we got to go over there and talk to rick Hahn. he's close enough where you know he's obviously in the seats so he's not distancing himself and he's not too busy because you know he's among the fans and rick Hahn is always sits down close usually at home game so he's, he's a man of the people he's that's why he's our gm right we love him so i was thinking about what to say to rick Hahn just in passing i wouldn't go down there and bug him uh you know but just to, to let him know hey we see you out here we, we appreciate the job you're doing you've had a rough calendar year uh with the injuries and then everything else so we, we want to you know give him a little quip on the on the way by just get you know bu- buzz the tower rick Hahn. let him know that we're out here and we appreciate him um yeah i was he's thinking of uh you know ask him tell him his, his teflon suit looks beautiful to that evening you know that was that was on the very short list um <laughs> but uh you know it just i thought about maybe bringing him a, a beverage but that would be pretty unprecedented professional i think uh, but we certainly wanted to i owe him one for him giving you shit about the teflon suit comment so that that's maybe at after the parade maybe um but yeah then during half inning a couple of guys and maybe they're listeners to the show here uh, a couple of guys went down and and chatted up rick Hahn uh, real quick they they did it the best way you could possibly do it in my opinion they yeah. went they went up there during uh in, in between an inning said their piece who knows what they said now because Rick Hahn was gone within minutes of this interaction. And, I, you know, yes. they, I'm not saying it's because of that, but I did notice. I said, okay, what time did Rick leave? Rick left right at 7 o'clock central time. So, like, all right, maybe he was scouting another team that was playing. You know, the uh, the Indians and Cubs were playing that night as well. And, uh, you know, just maybe he was watching that. But it, he never returned to his seats after that. And these guys that came up to him, I'm pretty sure one of them was wearing a Chris Sale jersey. So that had to have been just a lot. <laughs> yeah, I marked it down. Like, he saw the Adam Frazier home run <laughs> in the bottom of the third, I think it was. And yeah. then was out, not immediately after that home run. I think after the half inning ended, got ghosts yeah and to you know people probably went upstairs maybe to the press box talk to uh, darren talk to uh, as, lynn who we by the way saw great great to see those guys as did we we'll get to them in a second but just on the adam frazier thing so how appropriate that rick Hahn had the front row seat to see adam frazier do that when the whole fan base has been clamoring for rick Hahn to make a trade for uh adam frazier and it was just it was just it was pure poetry there um but 
to, to that point, people were coming up to us telling us, yeah, I saw Rick Hahn on the concourse up there. I told him to trade for Adam Frazier. <laughs> like, what a miserable existence as a baseball GM. I know it's part of the gig. Um, and, you know, you wouldn't do that necessarily in a home series, walk around on your own uh, concourse, you know, uh, because that you would just get berated by fans. And Sox fans have all types of things to bitch about all the time, uh, worthy or not. But, I, you know, just Rick Hahn trying to take in a game on the road and people saying, hey, you, you should trade for this Adam Frazier. You ever, you've heard of that guy? And I'm sure Rick Hahn's like, yeah, sure. No, no, never thought of that. It was a great idea. It's coming from the concourse at PNC Park. But I, just, I thought that was funny. That was one of the highlights of the trip for me is just seeing the fan interaction with Rick Hahn. Um, but uh, we did scout the Pirates a little bit while we're, while we're on topic. And uh, Adam Frazier, yes, uh, sign me up for this year of Adam Frazier uh, right now for the rest of the year, and then you sort things out with Magical after that, but I don't think that's a move they're going to do. We talked about that already mm-hmm. on the show, but uh, you know, the Pirates thing, the Sox fans go down there and all of a sudden... You know, you take your pick of whatever pirate you want because that's, you know, the pirates are, are the White Sox farm system. That's, that's the way Sox fans were acting. Like, oh, they're there for the taking and we'll just, we'll take this guy and this guy. And how about Reynolds out in center field? Yeah, left, nice. left, left-handed left hitting center fielder with a 900 plus OPS. Yeah, let's, yeah, sure. Throw him in there. Why don't you? I fell in love. Uh, maybe I was fantasizing about Starling Marte, uh, but I, I, I saw his former outfielder teammate and uh, Gregory Polanco. And even, uh, you know, he showed flashes of his former self in this series against the White Sox. Left-handed bat, made some really good plays in the outfield and right, um, and hit the ball hard and a couple of times. Granted, a lot of people hit the ball hard off Garrett Crochet the other night, but it was multiple times. And, you know, he hasn't been right for a few years, but even that was a guy on an expiring deal this year. I was like, ah, Gregory Polanco, maybe change his scenery. Uh, you know, he was he was fun to watch too, man. There's lots of uh, interesting Pirates aspects for Sox fans to, to, to dream about trades there. What, what, did, what stood out to you about that Pirates team, if anything? Like you were saying, the top three guys, Key Bryant's not going anywhere. He's a rookie or maybe in the second year. I mean, I don't know if it counted last year as a rookie year. He's not going anywhere. We saw the Frazier thing, and then Brian Reynolds is awesome in center field. After that, it pretty much falls off the table. Colin Moran, their fourth-place hitter, is having an off year this year, but has hit a couple home runs in the major leagues and a nice lefty bat, first baseman, and the show. But there's nothing after that. It's just trash. So disappointing is an understatement that the White Sox gave up so many runs to them in the first game. I think it was six runs, especially Garrett Crochet. That team, while the pitcher was decent that day, that team shouldn't be beating your A team, your number one team. And I know they started Zach Collins at catcher instead of Yasmani, and our only runs came because of Yas with that three-run job. But to lose to the Pirates anytime when they're throwing that type of outfit out there, unacceptable. I don't care how many people we have injured. The White Sox are much more talented than the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah, man, and that was a frustrating uh, loss there on Tuesday. We won't dwell too much on the specifics, but there are things to take away from that game or maybe things that you just want to bury after watching it. But the, the Grandal moment I thought was going to be, oh, this is going to be a signature moment of the trip. Uh, of the season, Grandal not in the starting lineup that night, and we ran into a fan on the streets in Pittsburgh who, who was talking about how all the team players were were waiting. You know, they were outside the hotel boarding the bus, and they talking about some of the guys that were taking time to sign, and one of the guys that was uh, absent from the group of, of uh, players that were signing, and, and uh, you know. 
uh, sort of uh, commiserating with the fans was, was Yasmani Grandal that we find out later he's not in the lineup for some reason. Then he comes out and belts that uh, that three-run shot there. And then, of course, has the big hit in Wednesday's game as well. And uh, it was uh, overall just uh, Yasmani hitting the ball hard, carrying them uh, during this brief uh, two-game series there. Uh, but, yeah, man, just, you know, the, 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 the things that concern me, the bullpen, you know, we were thinking of this thing as, you know, before Yasmani even hit that home run, we were like, okay, bad teams, their their weaknesses, you know, they, they have several weaknesses, typically a bad team does, but the the biggest vulnerability that a team has when you're when you're not that talented is the bullpen. The bullpen's you know, usually the last thing that comes together if you're a, a team contending for a championship. And so you're thinking, all right, let's get into this Pirates bullpen and it should be enough. And they they touched them up for three runs in that one, but it turned out to be the Sox bullpen that gave it up immediately after that. And, uh, you know, we may get to some of this in a mailbag episode, but it, it's poignant now. Bullpen left us very nervous all weekend. Hoyer was not good on Wednesday and then Crochet on Tuesday. Uh, I don't, what's, you know, when you see Garrett Crochet, like, you know, what are your concerns now with him? Because for, for me, uh, there are many. He is throwing at least five miles per hour less than he was last year. Clocked over 100 miles per hour multiple times in his brief major league stint last year. And now he was sitting 95 and they were rocketing him, crushing those balls. I don't know if he could get over his uh, off speed pitches, but every fastball that he threw over the plate elevated wherever it was. Pittsburgh Pirates were not missing them. They were hitting him squarely. So that's very, very concerning that he's lost a couple of MPHs on the fastball. And if you have nothing else, that's a very easy pitch and straight, very easy pitch to crush. And Pittsburgh Pirates were doing exactly that. Lucas gave him the lead, and we got the lead off of Yasmani's bat, three to two, and then subsequently just goes and gives up four runs really quickly. I just don't know. He hasn't looked like the guy that showed up last year. And maybe there was a good theory. I don't know if you brought it up or Lawrence, or I Alex. Think. Or I thought you were talking about what Lawrence was talking about today, I think. I heard you guys talk about it on the show. You're going to go like, you know, the, he had such limited season. and then pitched, That yeah. is a good one. But I think it was Alex um, who brought it. Or Brendan, when we're sitting in the right field uh, scoreboard in that uh, little uh, gated area. Oh, very comfortable. Where he's talking about where they didn't have tape on guys like Hoyer, tape on guys like Matt Foster or Garrett Crochet last year. It's a short season. These guys are all new to the league. So the video wasn't available to players last year. And so that's why Hoyer, Foster, and Crochet looked so good last year because they were so new. There was no book on them. And there was no way to go back and look in game and say, okay, this guy who's throwing a fastball, he's throwing a slider, and Matt Foster's throwing this changeup that's falling off the table this way. And so maybe this year in the offseason, both they've got caught up being a second year and people have just adjusted to them and also video available to the hitters to see what they're offering in Garrett Crochet and Matt Foster. But Crochet is 100% down in miles per hour. I don't know if this is injury-related or on purpose by him just to tamp it down. Not or I don't know why you wouldn't want to throw harder and as hard as you can in a Major League Baseball game, especially when you had great results last year. So it's concerning to me. 
no one really is sounding the alarm on the White Sox as far as his miles per hour being down. I don't know. Also, maybe it has to do something with the sticky substance. I don't know if that makes you throw faster. I know it makes the ball spin a little bit more and it makes that slider a little bit more filthy. But the guy is just off from where he was last year. That guy hasn't showed up as yet. And what I was saying, you know, that he provides enough of a unique look from the from the left side, being a left-handed pitcher of, if you know, if he can get it up to 95, that should still be doable. Like, you know, Lucas Giolito proves that you don't have to blow guys away in the high, high 90s every single time. Uh, granted, you would love to have your your – bridge guys be able to do that because you're, you're doing it for short spurts but uh, you know I thought maybe okay you know he was just getting too much of the plate and getting pounded I'm wondering if they could you know maybe experiment with him I don't know if he's just missing his spots but maybe going a little higher in the zone um, you know I, I just the way his natural you know arm angle I think you know it lends itself to balls that are maybe uh, would would miss middle as opposed to miss high, but I, you know that's something that maybe I would like to see is you know get that fastball a little higher in the zone so guys can't do as much with it you know so that that's one thing I would like to see but it's tough to argue with the results on a whole like you know we don't want to take too much from one game because he's still uh, you know the earn run average still only at two seventy eight this year and you know this was by far his worst outing of the season giving up uh, the, the four earned runs but then in his two previous outings he gave up. Uh, you know, a run in each outing, both were earned. And before that, you have to go back all the way until uh, April 15th against uh, the Tribe uh, where he gave up a run. So overall, it's been good and it's been working. But I just, from where we were sitting, it just seemed like he wasn't fooling anyone. And then again, it could have just been a bad night. But, you know, it's certainly the the anxiety was there for Sox fans. And just getting back to uh, just the the trip uh, by and large. And everyone was freaking out after that Tuesday loss. And I, you know, I'm sticking to my guns here and we were, I'm, and I apologize if, you know, we were out drinking, having a good time and everyone at the table still wanted to talk about how bad that loss was. And yeah, it was a bad one. And had we not been there on a trip, had we been there, uh, watching the game at home and doing a post game recap, I think we would have been furious. So maybe, you know, I just had to, re- On 10, yeah, yeah we, we just need to recalibrate maybe. But when I was out there, I was imploring people not to freak out about that game. And I, I, I even told folks, I was like, Hey, let's implant, let's implement the Joe Madden rule this evening. We're, we're here having drinks outside in good company. You can be mad about the loss for 15 minutes, but then you got to move on. And same thing if the you know the Madden thing is if you win, celebrate for 15 minutes and then move on. So whatever it is, good or bad, don't dwell on it. But but folks were dwelling on that loss, and you know the the bullpen gives gives us anxiety. Aaron Bummer, anxiety returns after I thought he had figured things out and stabilized a bit. Uh, but you know the the one thing that that has been good uh, throughout the constant it has been Liam Hendricks, and it, it was funny because we finally saw. The, the implementation of the new rule where the umpire checks the pitcher. And we, we saw it with, with Lucas early on in that ball game on Tuesday, and then we got to see Liam Hendricks go through that whole uh, silent movie uh, thing where, where they're checking the, the, his hat. Then they checked his hair. Uh, that, that was a funny thing, and we were just all of a sudden you know, talking about what would Lucas or what would Liam be saying in this situation. Uh, he certainly did not look like he appreciated it. But you know, but the, the back to my larger point here is I, you know, I hope we don't take too much off of that bad road trip. Yes, they went 1-5 and five on the road trip. They were outclassed in every aspect in that Astro series, and we're really outclassed a lot of ways in that pirate series and you know the the whole concept of this team being a good team not a great team 
you hear Stoney talk about it, it's because of stuff like what we saw in that Pittsburgh series, the bad sloppy defense, shoddy bullpen. Um, and you know, I just, I, those things can get fixed. You would think, unless it's just going to be a down year for a lot of guys in the bullpen. And that point you were just talking about that we were mentioning during the game about, you know, bullpens being volatile and maybe they have these guys pegged now, or maybe it's just bad bullpen luck, which happens, uh, you know, from time to time. But a lot of things got to clean up, man, with this team, uh, the, 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 the shoddy defense, you know, is going to kill this team more often than not. What's the recipe? What's the roadmap for the White Sox losing games? It's bad defense and lack of home run production. And and we saw the bad defense on full display pretty much uh, for both games. Yeah. And with a full roster, if you have Luis Robert and Aloy and Nick Madrigal, the margin of the air is a little bit bigger. You can have a couple of those bad Yoan throws. He has been consistently not good lately. Uh, I don't know what's going on with him, if he's injured or if he's just inconsistent. He maybe has the yips. Let's not put that too much out there. But, yeah, he's been not the guy that he should be. He's an elite defender that's not playing as such. And the pitchers. Dylan Cease has a ball, bunts it right back to him by the pitcher. Easy throw to second base. He bobbles that. Thinks better of it, just wants to get the pitcher out, throws that ball away. <laughs> Up the line, they score a run, and the, subsequently the pitcher scores two. So there's two runs scored because of that error right there by Dylan Cease. We got to have better. We got to have – I think there was another one in the maybe in the first game. If it was Lucas or somebody, Aaron Bummer, who threw a ball to first base, I thought it should have been caught, but it was off the bag a little bit. So – Lawrence and I were discussing PFPs will have to be a focus. I don't know if they're going to be doing them before the game today or just pulling the pitchers to the side and say, okay, the most important thing for you to do once you get a ground ball is to throw the ball to the base and get that guy out. And they didn't do that to execute the plays. So when Dylan Cease pitched so well, that might have messed up his whole outing right there if the White Sox didn't score enough runs for him to secure that win. He pitched well, but that that play right there was a turning point. It got the Pittsburgh Pirates on the board, gave them life that day. So they don't have the margin for error as they usually would have if they had a, a team that was hitting home runs all the time or a team that was scoring a bunch of runs. But they need to s- straighten that up because the Seattle Mariners, while you don't think they're great, will beat you. They're over 500 right now. They're our only opponent, I think, in the next couple weeks before the All-Star break. That is over 500. And to lose two out of three to the Seattle Mariners is not going to be a good thing because Cleveland, while they lost one to the Cubs, is on our heels. And they're on our heels without a starting pitcher that started the season in the rotation right now. Every single one of them out of the rotation. They're on our heels. And you know Terry Francona is going to get the job done and the general manager that is going to get the job done. Some other guy that you've never heard of is going to be great at baseball all of a sudden. So they need to ship up, shape up, and do well in these series where they're playing lesser teams. Getting two out of the two from the Pirates was a must. They only got one. Now two out of three from the Mariners is a must. Same thing with the Tigers. That You got to win that series. You cannot be dropping series. The Minnesota Twins, wild down, would love to ruin the White Sox season. So we got a couple games versus them. Got to get it straightened out. We'll come back and get into some of the big picture things that stood out to us during that Pittsburgh series next on Locked on White Sox. This episode of Locked on White Sox is brought to you by Wealthfront. 
you know, stonks, memes, rocket ships, day trading can be a lot of fun. But if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax-loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Weatherfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. That's Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. All you need to get started is 500 bucks. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed slash LockedOnMLB to start growing your savings, go to Wealthfront.com slash MLB and get started today lasting pittsburgh pnc park ruminations here just an awesome town you know i would love to have things open a little bit later food options there was a point in time where we had that moment where we were all nicely sourced and uh you know we were looking for the next move it's that critical moment in the evening that uh, that you have when you're going out with friends and good company where you're like okay do we do we kind of shut it down do we ramp it down and maybe get something uh, to eat and uh, enjoy the night, or do we move on to the to the next spot? And I know some folks that were in our group decided to go to Rivers, and the Rivers Casino is right by the ballpark there uh, in Pittsburgh, downtown Pittsburgh. And you know the casino is going to be open relatively late, and maybe there'd be a food option or two at the casino. So I was game to go to Rivers. I'm not a, I'm not a gambler, okay. Um, mm-hmm. I I'm a I love people watching. You know that would be something I could do easily. Just sit back with a, with a few more uh, icy lights and watch uh, people do people things at a casino uh you know all that all that theater that comes along with it but we opted to go to a late night pizza spot it was really good um and uh, the the bartender at uh mike's i believe mike's across from pnc yeah. park was was kind enough to 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 get us on out of there i i don't think they're used to having bars open that late by the ballpark but there were so many Sox fans there uh you know uh, spending their their hard-earned money that they kept the place open late so she gave us a great recommendation for a great food spot and another after hour spot um but back to the ballpark it was just uh it's never looked better i think in my opinion this is the best weather we've had in any of the times that we've been and the curse was broken at least the the lack of run scored curse was broken in game one now they didn't come away with a victory but we were just happy yasmani was able to get the socks on the board uh you know this so far the socks have scored seven runs total in uh, four trips to pnc park you know it preceded by two shutouts in our first two times there but the ballpark just looked absolutely gorgeous especially during that day game uh if you were in the shade it was just absolutely beautiful picturesque and we were we were cooking in that hot sun for a little bit despite our great seats so we decided to move but uh, per James Fox's recommendation we did head over to that Manny Sanguian's barbecue and ooh that was good stuff right there with the pierogies ah I don't <laughs> really good it was uh, awesome you know usually I would sit there and get some permanis of course we got our pick uh, chicky and Pete's it was delicious oh the so crab, crab fries, fries. It was, that was a beautiful moment just sharing the crab fries with everyone that came down you know we had an empty row behind us and people knew where we were at you know, Herb was asking, I don't know how people know that it's me. And, you know, you know, Herb is all of a sudden a celebrity. And then I was, you know, I was breaking your balls. I was like, yeah, Herb is wearing a Sox jersey that says Lawrence on the back. So, it, you know, you'd have to be a, a, a 
pretty uh, not so smart person to not be able to put two and two together there. But yeah, sharing the crab fries with 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 White Sox podcasters, uh, or as Janice was call- referring to, you know, us as as shit posters, all of us really, you know, uh, that was a beautiful moment. That that was a highlight right there. Uh, the crab fries was, uh, you know, as John Shankster implored people on Twitter to buy me crab fries, but I think Brendan came through with those, and that was a great moment right there. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, got to see the next day. Well, while we're at Mike's, somebody yelled out from a car. I think, what do you say? Like, yay, locked on socks. Yay, yeah, Herb. Yay, yeah, Herb. He was going, yeah, it's Herb Lawrence, locked on socks. And so I'm sitting there right on right uh, at, at a picnic table right on the street. So I get a, a first a front row view of this. Of this, uh, of my man yelling your name, uh, and you spotted, Ish. yeah, spotted you in the Lawrence jersey, and he's just going, "You locked on socks, Herbie," and I'm sitting there with with Alyssa and, and Janice, and uh, I'm going, "Yeah." Locked on socks, Tanny, Chris Tannehill. How about him? <laughs> he's great. Um, and then the guy looks. He's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> you know, he didn't realize I was sitting there. But that that was love. And then I saw him the next day, and we uh, we took a photo there. And uh, yeah, that was uh, yeah, that was one of the like that really made us look like we were bigger than we are. We we you know we need to cut uh, cut Ish a check right there for, yeah. for for putting us over like Grover right there because Alyssa like must have thought like, "Oh, this is standard practice for these guys whenever wherever they go." It's not. The it case. was it was very odd that people. <laughs> recognized us and then you know showed that good love it was him it was jack uh, young folks uh from i think he lives in indianapolis moving back up to the region uh with his wife they uh saw me just outside the uh, restroom and said oh hey herb how you doing and you got a picture with me good to talk to you jack and your wife it was awesome to meet you i mean that was love like that was made the trip awesome people just coming up and saying they like what we're doing here on lockdown sucks because Tanny and I are just talking to each other, talking about socks. We know people are listening as we work in the radio industry. It's very odd. I've been working in the radio industry for 20 years. I don't think I've been recognized as much from the radio stuff. Well, that's yeah. And this this what the last two years or a year and a half of locked on socks. So this has an effect. White Sox fans like well, some White Sox fans <laughs> like what we're doing here. And I we really appreciate you guys listening and then coming and putting a face to the name. It's good to meet good people. Those can socks. Sam, I think is his real name. Salt of the earth, Alex. Uh, what was his uh, Twitter handle? Some like humongous. Yeah, like I that. tried finding. You know, I've I've interacted with him before, I think, but I couldn't find his Twitter handle because I was trying to follow everyone that I that I met over over the past couple days. Like I wanted to, like you know, now, like I, you know, I'm not the, an elitist bastard on Twitter that much. Uh, so if usually if I meet you and have a real human ex- interaction with you, uh, I will reach out and follow you because I'm not on Facebook, so I I don't connect with people on Facebook. Yeah. So like this is like I like talking to people who support the show and people who are good people. So I was. Trying Trying to find a lot of these cats on Twitter, I I I, I found uh, uh, Dose Can Socks on there because I was appreciative of him taking that picture, and I found some other folks on there who I hadn't been following yet. But yeah, it was it was awesome, man. And yeah, if you're listening to this and we didn't shout you out and we met, and I you know I I'm terrible with names. You know, one of the reasons why I met my girlfriend Courtney is because I thought she was somebody I already met, and that <laughs> I didn't get her name. Like I would just forgot her name. But it wasn't. It was a different story. But we knew we're still dating. <laughs> yeah, later. it's it's funny. You you guys were getting a dog, and all of a sudden you realize this is not the same person I thought I meant. Holy <laughs> shit! This is terrible. Let's get out. Um, but yeah, that's I'm bad at it. So just drop yeah. us a line. You know, Ecknerwall twenty three or at Chris Tanner or Lockdown Socks. Yeah. Say hey, yeah, we met. My name is Steve. I've met your dick. 
didn't remember our name. <laughs> yeah, true. absolutely. That's, um, that's absolutely. But yeah, me, but. that was that's love. That's in that ballpark. I will go even if the White Sox. I've gone to games when the White Sox haven't played there, just because pitcher rest. The people there are excellent. No one's checking for your ticket. You can go anywhere. We sat everywhere in that ballpark, especially on the Wednesday game. It was all love, and it's a very disappointing thing. I know the Pirates are bad, but when they open up 100% on, like, July 4th, everybody and their mama better be at Pittsburgh. Not you guys, White Sox fans, but Pittsburgh fans. <laughs> if we had that ballpark here in Chicago, there would be no days that I would spend not being at PNC. If that ballpark was in, like, downtown Chicago or the South Loop, mercy. I'll be at well, that. I would have a season tickets for 81 games. I'm going to ask not you the 20. I have now. I'm going to ask you about that tomorrow. Tomorrow show. I think we're going to get have time for a mailbag tomorrow and we'll preview the Mariners series. We'll come back and preview the Mariners series next here on locked on white Sox. locked on white Sox is brought to you by bet online. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. There's so many things you could bet on each and every day at BetOnline.ag. It's got all the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including baseball, basketball, hockey, and even your UFC MMA action. Got a huge series with the Cardinals this week. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the latest news and odds, and you can sign up for bonuses and contest information. If you're someone who likes to play the Dow, you can bet on what the final digit of the Dow is going to be each and every day, okay? When I tell you they have everything, they have everything. I'm also looking at the hot dog eating contest this year. Joey Chestnut, right now the over-under set at 74 and a half hot dogs for Joey Chestnut for for Wednesday, June 30th, 2021, the hot dog eating contest for this year. You want to bet on the New York lottery? You can do that. You can bet on whether or not the number is going to be odd or even. I'm telling you, they've got all your betting needs covered here at Bet Online. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the postseason. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And don't forget our promo code. Locked on at Bet Online. That's promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. This episode of Locked On White Sox is brought to you by Rock Auto. You know, friends, there's so many different makes and models of cars these days, it's become impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that your car is ever going to need. So, why endure? that often pointless or seemingly intimidating process of asking the person behind the counter if they have the parts that you need and they ask you the question like is your honda odyssey an lx or is it an ex and you don't remember uh, you just want to drive the thing out of there and make sure you're good so why endure all that when you can get all the parts that your car is ever going to need at rockauto.com for example there's a, a rental car crisis going on in america right now a lot of people are trying to find rental cars at their vacation destination only to find out that a lot of places have gotten rid of their fleets uh, during COVID. So, you know, my dad is looking to go out to California and he's trying to make sure that his car is running in tip top shape. So I told him he's buying all these auto parts coming up here. I said, if you're going to do that, go to rockauto.com because they're going to have all the parts that your car is going to need, no matter what make and model for your vehicle you're looking for. But best of all, you're going to save time and money when you go there because you don't have to go to one of these big chain storefronts and only to find out that they don't have the parts that your car needs. 
Plus, why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store when you don't have to? Or even your car dealership? Forget about it. RockAuto.com is a family business, friends, and they've been serving do-it-yourselfers like you and I online for over 20 years. They've got everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So if you're hitting the open road this summer, go to RockAuto.com. You don't want to get stranded out there. Make sure your car is running tip-top shape. You'll see all the parts available for your car or truck and do us this favor, write Locked On in the How'd You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Real quick, wrapping up, you mentioned earlier in the show, seeing uh, Len Casper and Darren Jackson up there in in the broadcast booth. We also saw our guy Ryan who works um, uh, stadium operations uh, there at PNC Park, who we see every time that we're there. It's good talking to him before and after the game. But seeing and DJ and Len, you know, DJ, one of the best guys ever, one of our favorite guys, and they seem so happy that they're traveling with the team. You know, not all the TV crews are not traveling. A lot of them aren't anyway, and you know we've talked about that at length here. But it was so good to see them, and I, uh, I wore my Ed Farmer jersey because that was the last time we were at PNC Park was one of our great visits with Ed and DJ. So I wore the Farmer jersey in the Wednesday game, and I knew in my heart that if I wore that, there was no way they were going to lose that game. So I, 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 you know, had you take my photo of Farmer 22 on my back, and I sent it to DJ after the game. I said there was never a doubt, and then DJ said we were allowed back at the ballpark because we had joked before Tuesday's game <laughs> that we told them our atrocious record at PNC, and you know we were ready to wear it uh, for you know no run scored, no no victories. So uh, DJ is allowing us back on the next trip. So it's not a, it's not our fault. Okay, so we were able to establish that at the very least. But just great, great times with them, man, and uh, great, great food, great people, great drinks. I see light mango, folks. Yeah, <laughs> deliciousness. Some delicious yingling. <laughs> oh my goodness! Just everything was available for you. <laughs> yeah. It was a, it's a just a perfect place for baseball. I wish more people went out. I wish the Pirates were more competitive. But thank you for our one victory, and that's the first one that we've seen at PNC. And like you said, the first runs we've scored at PNC <laughs> since we've been there and watching games at their, their third trip. But yeah, D- Darren and Lynn were very hospitable when we were there. And the last time we were there was when Ed was wearing his Catholics versus Convicts shirt. Of course, a big-time <laughs> Notre Dame fan making fun of the Miami guys down there. And he had some great stories about that. And we miss Ed. Yeah. And Darren was regaling us in some good stories. And uh, remembering last time I was up there because I thought, you know, we're in the press <laughs> box. There's no cheering. So I was like, I'm going to be neutral. I'm just going to wear a black shirt. I usually wear a hat. If you see me out not wearing a hat, that's very unusual. So I didn't wear a hat that day because I didn't want to be like fanboy in a press box. <laughs> and but said I was sweating like <laughs> a slave. Sorry, I had to say it. Um, so I was sweating really profusely. And Darren was very worried about me the last time. And this time I was still sweating, but the hat was catching most of it. So yeah. Darren's like, it's good to see that you're a little bit better today. And, and my beard was a little white. He's like, last time I said you heard your beard was a little black. Now yeah. it's very starkly white. I was like, hey, Darren, I'm, I'm old as hell. Yeah, we we don't all have the luxury of looking like DJ, like you know every you know look the same the past fifteen years, you know. Yeah, ninety four D ninety four White Sox Darren Jackson still up in the booth now. Absolutely, man. So get you a couple hits. <laughs> so that's all I got, man. I you know we'll we'll preview the Mariners series tomorrow. Get into the mailbag a little bit. Talk about a possible new location for the White Sox ballpark and and many other things. But uh, that that's all I got today, Herb.
That is Chris Tannehill at Chris Tannehill on Twitter. Me, Ecknerwall23. And the show is at Locked on Socks. Leave us a voicemail, guys. 312-566-8727 or an email, LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. For Chris, I'm Herb. Thank you for saying hello to us. Thank you for listening. We are number one again. Maybe not for this week. Ooh, I don't know, yeah, because we only so. had a we only had a couple of shows, and uh, one of them was a replay. But hey, not a replay, a hey, show that we did a long time yeah, ago with hey. Paul so- Francis Sullivan. Please call him Sullivan. Yeah, let's be real, folks. Uh, you know, we, we deserve a break too, and we're still going to give you five shows this week. But this week was all about us going to Pittsburgh, and that's part of why I felt the love so much because this show, yeah, you know, money's good, and it's a second job in a lot of ways um but you know sometimes it causes a rift with the family like oh you just got home from work and now you're gonna go down and work and you know so like like we deserved a little a little break from that so you know allow us that once in a while but we'll still get you your five shows folks don't worry we'll be we'll, we're back right you know why do i even apologize we're still getting them five shows this week but sometimes you got to understand we need we needed a break from doing shows for a couple of days and just you know relax it a little bit so that's Hope what you enjoyed is. the paul Sul- francis sullivan show guys absolutely i know i did yeah so <laughs> for chris Tannehill, my name is herb lawrence thank you for joining us on locked on socks